0: You're listening to Consciously Crude,
1: unapologetic truths the collective is ready for, granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe.
0: Come out of the spiritual closet, awaken your courageous heart, step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum
1: upgrades your matrix is ready for.
0: Let's dive deep.
1: Today on Consciously Crude, we welcome Samantha Lotus. Samantha is a lifestyle alchemist, holistic health practitioner, and wellness business coach, and she is here to empower you to awaken and embody your true potential, live the life of your dreams, and make positive impact in the world by aligning with your life's purpose. She uses a multidisciplinary approach to transformation, including lifestyle alchemy, positive psychology-based life coaching, energetics holistic healing, Ayurveda, yin yoga, plant medicine, and spirituality. Samantha supports other leaders, influencers, and health professionals to achieve physical, mental, emotional, and even entrepreneurial mastery, and has created the Build Your Wellness Business Life Purpose Program to teach aspiring wellness professionals to build passionate, purposeful, and profitable business. Samantha is also passionate about human flourishing, holding an honors degree in sociology and psychology, a diploma as a certified holistic health practitioner, and a plethora of continuing education in subjects ranging from cognitive behavioral therapy and quantum physics to conscious marketing and advanced business studies. Please allow us to welcome the miraculous and beautiful Samantha Lotus. Welcome, Samantha
2: ooh, it is my pleasure. I am so excited. Thank you for having <laughs> me. and i'm really I'm really excited that you two are putting this together. It's definitely I haven't tuned in yet, obviously since this is so fresh, but I can feel <laughs> I can feel the magic that is being created here.
0: Yes, yeah. that we're is some magic for sure. And we're really excited to dive deep with you today. Hmm. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So perhaps um, to start us off, I would love to hear, Uh, what is most true to your soul right now Sam Mm. Mm,
3: hmm
2: okay a few things popped up the first thing is that life is not happening to you it's not happening for you it's happening through you as you and that's a big theme that's been coming up for me I feel like in my reality and in the reality I'm seeing Uh, we're going through this shift of victimhood mentality into a really empowered mentality, where instead of being like, oh, life is happening to me, you know, to like, wow, life is really happening for me, through me as me, as source consciousness, being the manifestation and the projection of my own inner reality. And that it's all love. Like, it's all good. It's all working out. It's all for our highest. And that my truth right now, the one that I'm really playing with and trying on, is that there is no capital T truth. There's no objective reality. There's no this is right and this is wrong. It's all perspectives are true if they're true to you. And it's uh-huh. all just, you know, a projection of our own inner reality. And, and then if that's true, <laughs> you <laughs> know, what does that mean? And what does that get to look like and feel like?
1: Yes.
0: Um, God. What would you say to that person who is not in that space of love, right? Who is operating from that place of fear and they're like, well, this is my truth.
2: Yeah. I'll say, okay, amazing. I honor you. And how does that feel for you? Like, does it Mm -hmm. feel good or does it feel bad? Mm -hmm. And if they're like, well, normally fear doesn't feel good. Like, I don't know too many humans where they're like, I love feeling afraid and (laughs) shitty. Like, yeah. So I, it's like, well, you can believe, you can believe in the fear, you can believe in, in a love version. And I just like to ask, you know, well, yeah, how does that feel? And does that feel empowering? Is that how you choose to feel? And then they'd say, well, no, but that's how I feel because that's how it is. I'm like, well, if that's what you believe, then that's how it'll be. And you could shift that if you believe so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, like, I like to play with it a little bit.
1: Yeah. It reminds me of the, wor- the word that's coming through right now is the word alchemy. Mm. which you definitely own so truly. And Mm. perhaps you can speak a bit to what alchemy has meant to you and how it's really shown up for you in your journey.
2: Mm. Hmm. Thank you for asking that. So the practice of alchemy was the original, in the textbooks it sounds like the original chemists, right? They sat in a lab and they took lead and dense worthless metals and they melted it down and extracted it and transformed it into gold. But really, that's a metaphor. And alchemists were this true spiritual practitioners. Like They were the true doctors. They were the true creators. And the practice of spiritual alchemy is taking dense reality, fear, limiting belief, guilt, shame, blame, anger, resentment, all of that, and transforming it into gold into something so beautiful and powerful and amazing and magnificent and so the practice of alchemy truly is to go through the death and birthing to go through the transformation to anchor and and shift from that old paradigm of fear and limitation to love and expansion and truth
3: yeah
1: Mm, absolutely oh my gosh i love that so much
0: we're experiencing that in such depths right now eh and Um, you you have to trudge through some of that stuff in order to reach those high points and so what do you do for yourself and how do you show up for yourself when you're like dredging through those those (laughs) times
2: yeah it has not been easy these last few months have been so painful and I feel like so in the process of alchemy, something needs to die, right? Just like the right. phoenix, if we use the analogy of the phoenix, for the new phoenix to be born, the old phoenix literally sets itself on fire and burns to death <laughs> the ashes to be reborn. And, and that's the same practice of alchemy. And so in my life, I've gone through the biggest ego death, death, the biggest like illusions being ripped off me. Literally, it was excruciating. Yes. Um, and what I did was like lay on my floor and cry my face off and feel my feelings and go through the guilt and the shame and the blame and the rage and scream and literally just like lose, lose my mind Amazing. and then bring in the compassion and the forgiveness, right? That like deep feminine energy of, wow, okay. Like I was a shitty human. I made mistakes. I fucked up. And I'm imperfect. And I was just looking for love. I was looking to be loved and I was doing my best and I can have compassion and I can forgive. And now that I've released that, I've owned it. I've, I'm in the process of transformation. I get to choose, well, who am I becoming? Mm -hmm. That's where the the power is. When we ask like so many people get stuck on who they've been and what they've done and what's happened to them. And it's like, okay, that, that happened, but it's a prison. And it's like, who are you becoming? You know, like that's that's what's really expansive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So much truth there. Like we've just we're only like what, ten minutes in? (laughs) We're already like (laughs) truth, truth, truth. And you know, yeah.
2: What about you ladies? Like, what's been, what's been alive for you? Like, one of the things I love is just being real. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of podcasts, a lot of social media, it's all like, this is the best. And I'm an activist and I wear my mask and I love life and everything's beautiful. And I'm there like, no, life is dirty and messy and gnarly and raw and real. And I'm like, I just love putting my shit on display to be like, Hey, this is real life. Yeah, so i uh... love like to know what has been coming up for you ladies.
0: I feel you so strongly there. I actually just got off a call with a friend of mine who uh, is a dear friend, um, but got into a deep conversation of how much he loves mantras and affirmations and positive psychology. And I'm like, yeah, but there's all this other stuff underneath there that really starts to rot and decay if you don't allow yourself to go there and experience it. And you know, I think a lot of our lives we spend, or most of us spend time trying to hide from half of the human experience, half of those emotions that you already have named that just really don't feel good. And so we don't allow ourselves to go there. And we're doing ourselves such a disservice. And when we just to allow ourselves to like enter that shadow which i think what's going on in the collective world right now is really promoting that and uh, and giving us permission to really look at some stuff it, it's such a beautiful experience and i'm so here for it and i'm here for like everyone having those tantrums on their floor and showing up for themselves exactly how they need to show up is so beautiful
3: mm. yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. i feel like it's really um like w- you know to piggyback on that as well it's like I really appreciate when, when that's done consciously <laughs> versus just like being completely in denial in your shadow. And I think that mm-hmm. it's almost like for so much of my life, I was in a shadow place that I was aware of, but didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that mm-hmm. positive psychology was really like what pulled me out of the depths. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Plato's allegory of the cave where like, I've oh. seen this light And if I just go back to the cave being like, there's light, there's light, there's so much light. It's like, okay, but like, what about what's down here? It's not going away. It needs to still be acknowledged. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's like trying to run from your shadow. Like it's attached to you. It's never going anywhere. So Mm -hmm. instead of trying to transcend it or get rid of it, it's like to make friends with it Mm -hmm. and to be like, yo, I see you. And like, even in your messiness, in your rawness, in your like, Whenever you're feeling your shittiest, like I still love you. Mm. And I think of like that wild woman that's just like hair like everywhere and like dirty, messy. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, and that's like the embodiment. That's my truth that's been really coming through is that there's been so much shame and so much um, guilt around the power of that wild feminine and that Mm. she has to be plucked and put in a vase because, you know, that's where she's pretty. It's like, no, I'm gonna go be wild and like, fuck your haze. I don't really. It's like trying to contain the ocean in a teacup. Like, it's not happening. No. So, yeah. Ooh,
2: I, I love that you use that analogy of plucking the flower because that, that was the vision that I had when Jazz, when you're speaking about the underneath being rotten. It's mm-hmm. like, imagine if we have this garden and there are these flowers, right? And the underneath the soil it's rotten there are maggots and there's disease but over top the flower at first it was looking beautiful but then it starts to lose its petals and it loses its color but then we just take the petals and we glue them back on and we spray paint them bright pink and orange and then we just keep watering them and then we stick a stick to hold them up and then we we eventually just like replace half with plastic flowers Mm -hmm. and it's like that's what we're doing right like or, or then we just like bomb the whole thing it's like, well, wait, wait, why don't we just like go in and heal from the root, from the soil, mm-hmm. right? like from where it stems so that we don't have to be gluing ourselves back together and replacing our, the pieces with plastic synthetic pieces. It's like, you know, it really does happen from the inside out. And from the inside is the part that maybe the light doesn't see. And it is the shadow. And like as you said, Amanda, it's a part of you. Right. And just like monsters, you know, when people say they have demons in their head or, or monsters in their mind, it's like, well, the more that you shame them and blame them and guilt them and make them feel bad for being there, the more they feed on that energy and the stronger they become. Yeah. But when you learn to dance with them and love them irreverently and hold them and, and tell them how much you care, it's like mm. that's when they heal. Mm-hmm. And that's where you come into harmony with yourself. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So, so let's dance with a current collective shadow right now together. <laughs>
2: let's do it. I'm, I'm boiling. I'm, boiling I'm not,
0: I'm not buying this whole COVID nineteen thing. <laughs> yes. Finally, we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying it, Sam. Well,
2: it's definitely for sale. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Here, COVID nineteen cost your freedom. You're just <laughs> it.
3: Yeah. yeah
2: your 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 faith your 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 feelings of safety your root chakra your knowingness your humanity that's the cost and i'm not buying it either yeah
1: that's yeah right it's almost like we're all here for a reason <laughs> on this on this show today yeah exactly
2: i was just on a bike ride and uh and as i was crossing over this bridge it was just so beautiful And I was looking around and all of these like people wearing masks together and, but like sitting on top of each other, like touching each other and still wearing masks. And I was like, you know, a mask doesn't work. And, um, and then I crossed over this bridge and I just remember anchoring and like, I just trust everything's working out. And then I saw this big billboard where somebody spray painted on it and it said COVID is a lie. And (laughs) I remember feeling so proud. I was like, yes, The, the awakening, right? And there were like police officers standing by it and I just thought it was hilarious. Um. Yeah, and you know, like in one version of reality, COVID's totally true. In Another version of reality, it's totally false. And this is the war of consciousness. We yes. get to choose, and there's going to be a tipping point. What's fun is is as we call it the awakening. More and more people are questioning, being like, uh, this doesn't make sense." More and mm. more doctors, nurses, practitioners, hospital yes. staff, p- mm. public care workers, journalists, scientists speaking out, being like, um. Your facts are false. Mm-hmm. your numbers are false. The virus is false. Everything about it is false. Yeah. Wake up
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and the, the the society is being bombarded with this curated media. I mean I see my mm-hmm. like yeah. parts of my family and and some people that I'm connected with that are can, that still um, you know allow that into their lives and it's it's kind of. I can have compassion for those people, right? Like I can have compassion that there is a source that you have been told your entire life is what gives you information. And unfortunately that information that you're receiving is false.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, fear, confusion, and shame are some of the best ways to control people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like put out mass fear, put out mass confusion and then shame, especially if you question, if you don't believe it, if you don't follow the social norms, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's paralyzing. And that's what we're seeing. And what's so incredible is that what creates viruses in the human body, what enables viruses to thrive, it is the energy of fear. It's
1: right? so powerful, you know? Yeah. Maybe can you, can you speak a bit more about that? Because I love, I love hearing from people <clears throat> when they say, well... It's been proven. And I'm no scientist, but it's been proven. And I'm thinking, like, science proves what is intuitively known. Mm. So we can, I mean, there are things that, of course, it's like, you know, test and measure, but like, what has really been tested and measured in this field? I know that you have quite a background in studying this. So I'd love to hear your perhaps more logical masculine scientific perspective and how that also ties in with the feminine intuitive perspective for the listener that is. A little bit cynical or questioning.
2: Mm -hmm. The first thing I'll say is Louise Hay is one of my mentors, and she has been for many years. And she she worked extensively with in the medical field, but using metaphysical and helping people heal completely their diseases and ailments through emotional regulation and healing. And in her book, "You Can Heal Your Life" or "You Can Heal Your Body," when you look up influenza or virus the direct metaphysical reason is fear, right? And belief in statistics. Mm. So it's, it's, it's interesting, right? And when you think about it in the body, like the way that, they say that viruses work, it's coding, right? The coronavirus has been around as long as time. So have all viruses. As we were conceived and, and created in consciousness, so is the virus. It's a world of polarity. And viruses are transmitted through the ether, just like everything else. And when they go into the human body, they bury themselves into our tissues. And so this is the more scientific side. And for, we, for, the, for us to be able to host a virus, we need to be in allowance, in agreement with this virus. And the way that we are resonating with the virus is through the, a matching energy. And so those are low, lower density vibration energies like guilt, fear, shame, blame, anger, apathy. And What's amazing is like the work that metaphysical practitioners are doing, the work that functional nutritionists and functional doctors are doing, the work that energetic healers are doing are when we release the fear, the shame, the guilt, the blame, viruses such as influenza, such as herpes, such as mononucleosis or Epstein-Barr, such as HIV eradicate themselves from our cells and our tissues. Because Mm -hmm. it is energetic, it is vibrational, it is a resonance. And so, yes, we can use foods as well foods, oils, herbs, because they all have energies and frequencies. However, if we do not clear the virus of our mind and the virus of our emotions, we won't be able to clear the virus. And that's what we're seeing in
1: this collective. Mm -hmm. Which then, you know, it, it lends to the same thing we've been kind of talking about, which is that there is totally a truth to it for some people for the, for like, there's a, there's an entire timeline of people in this, you know, we, we call it quote unquote, the 3d reality of people that are in this very real experience of fear, very real experience of COVID for them. And yet that's not the reality for everyone. So yeah. it's like, how do we, and this has been my experience of like, how do I still honor that that's their journey and that I can't make them believe my beliefs because then I'm no better than someone who's like, you're crazy for believing that it can never touch you. Like it's, it's like, where is the, um, how do we, how do we work with that mirror? So as the somebody who lets etiquette. out, yeah, the spiritual etiquette of like, I feel <laughs> awakened in this regard, yet I know that just because I believe this, it doesn't make me in like a hierarchy standpoint, better or more knowledgeable or more light than someone else (laughs) that would be my ego being like i'm more enlightened so i'm not going to get this virus okay well that in itself is an ego that's like you know uh no better i believe so it's like how do we honor and respect and and inspire and guide the people who are ultimately looking to awaken on a soul level Mm, that's so huge
2: I, i love what you said there is like how do we guide the people that are looking to awaken because there needs to be a willingness and i spent many years screaming at the uh, like at the top (laughs) of the mountains to all of the people that i wanted to awaken i wanted them to see my perspective and it was falling upon deaf ears because again not a vibrational match not a resonance Mm -hmm. and it's a waste of time so Mm -hmm. allowing people to have their own reality allowing people to be where they are and recognizing when there is that energetic opening when somebody's like hey I want, I want to hear more. Like when there's that willingness, then that's when through osmosis, we can share our, our truth and they have the opportunity to accept and reject. And so I love just planting seeds, like seeing it, like let's use the garden analogy, right? Everybody is soil and some are not fertile and some are. And if we just plant a seed without attachment to how it grows or what it develops into, there's like, oh, interesting. Like, thank you for sharing your perspective. Well, mine, this is my truth. Mm -hmm. And like, and I ask, I love asking people like, when you hear me say these things, like, how does that feel for you?
3: Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm.
2: you're like, wow, it feels exciting or it feels this. And, and then when they're like, no, like that doesn't feel right. It feels this way. And then I can see them go into the contraction. I say, well, how does your belief make you feel? Oh yeah. Well, it makes me feel afraid. It makes me feel, I'm like, okay, well, would you be open to exploring 30 days of trying on a new belief? Why don't you explore? Taking the opposite perspective and trying it on and seeing and experiencing how it feels in your body and report back to me in 30 days. Yes. Amazing the transformations that people have if they give themselves 30 days to try on a new belief.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like, I know that here, like, we're all here right now speaking our truth, and ultimately we are going to attract those who are in match with this frequency to listen to what we have to say. So, I think that even we could even assume that the people that are listening to this podcast are even maybe even past the point of being like, no, this is real and COVID is real. Like they're they're probably like, yeah, I have some questions, and they're probably feeling a massive cognitive dissonance with the way that they have been acting and the way that they've been feeling, their beliefs Mm -hmm. that they have and the reality that's around them. It's almost like the shift or the void that you're like transitioning from one reality to the next, where you can see both, and you're like, I have a foot in both worlds right now, and it's messy. Because how do I accept what I need and honor my boundaries and honor my beliefs while also honoring the fact that this is still someone else's reality, someone else's beliefs? Um, so I find that incredibly powerful. I love the way that you just you just are curious. You just ask. You're not, it's not like you're trying to manipulate or, or like, you know, I'm putting the seed in there and you have to swallow it. You're going, yo, here's my seed. Do you want it? No? Okay, no worries. Someone else will take it. Like, it's not, it's just a gift. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, and you know what? And the, the, the truth is, is that I don't know anything. There are right. things that I believe. However, like where I stand is, you know, the, the, I believe that the virus could have been, I feel like it's not a natural thing potentially. Maybe it was man made and like, that's why it's hyper accentuated in certain ways and it affects. Maybe it's just all of consciousness. There's so much fear and we're going through this golden age and it's just burning off. And this is the way that we needed to experience it maybe none of it is real maybe mm. like you know maybe like it, it is this like war technique that china has against the us or maybe the us created <laughs> it but then they're putting it on china like who knows but the truth is is that i know what to do to prevent viruses from happening in my life like i know what oils to take what foods to eat what thoughts to have if i were to get sick i know how to eradicate it mm-hmm. That's what I believe in. I believe in preventative and natural medicine, energy medicine, uh, frequency. And, and I feel like the way that our society and the structures and the systems of power are going about it is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. So whether the virus is real or not, that's not even a question. That's not even what I care about. It's how are we going to move forward from here? and How are we going to, to really like fix this, this, this challenge? And how are we going to come together And provide positive, effective solutions to actually flourish as a human society. That's what matters to me. And I feel like the the people in power are using old, obsolete, missing of the mark techniques that we're seeing are just completely failing.
0: Yeah. What do you think needs to happen for that to shift? Because that's a big one. That's a that's a dense one, (laughs) thick one.
2: (sighs) You know, what's interesting is, and I really play with this, what needs to shift probably won't, because Mm -hmm. it's not a top-down solution. It's not like the the government can just say, okay, now everybody's going to use natural medicines, and you're all going to eat well, and you're all going to exercise, and you're all going to think positive. That would work. I don't think there'd be any viruses on the planet if we all anchored in love. However, I don't think that's going to happen. Because if it, would, it could have happened, it would have happened. There wouldn't be depression, obesity, alcoholism, all, all of these things. There wouldn't be that. And so, ooh, am I going to say this? Yeah, I'm going to say this. So maybe the virus, maybe it was the Earth's natural selection, uh, like natural process of doing what it needs to do to reflect to us what we're already doing to ourselves. And like maybe this is the Earth being like, hey, this is a gift for you to wake you up to see exactly, to hold a mirror to you, this is what you're doing to your planet. You're already separated. You're already in fear. You are already corrupted by a virus. And you didn't even know it because you're so unwilling to look at yourself. So now look at yourself. Where do you choose to go from here?
0: Amen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the person who hears that and who gets triggered is, it's like, I, 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 I reflect back to you. I go, well... How does that, how does that trigger you? And, you know, if we, if we really look at what truly is happening, there's almost this illusion of control that we can prevent our death. (laughs) We have no control over that. If a asteroid hits our planet in the next 20 days, like, like it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter. Even if you do the positive thinking, it doesn't matter if you know how to manage viruses. Like there is a level of Complete lack of control in this existence in life, and it's embracing the fact that life is this beautiful, you know, um, series of unknowns that gets to be amazing. It's it's full of possibility, and so it's what I find quite interesting is when we in our in our three D human ego go, if I just do X Y Z, I can protect myself and keep myself safe, and I and I will make sure that I don't get my virus, and I'll be perfectly safe in my home. It's like well. You could, you could be totally right about that. Like, I have, no, I have no idea what your future holds for you. And I think that we're all kind of saying here, like, we don't know the absolute truth. We just have our own truths that feel real for us. And that's what we're sharing here. Um, and, you know, at the same time, it's like there has to be a level of acknowledging that control and going, why do we need to have it so tightly wrapped around nature, around our nature? Hmm.
0: I think that for a long time, this is how we have coped. And it's a, it's a way to cope that we have, as a society, agreed upon. And it's okay to cope this way. It's allowed, right? And if you think about all the planning that has gone into the world and into society and how it is today and how much planning it's, t- it's taken to get us here.
1: It's a collective.
0: But, yeah. It, like, you're going to want to control that to a T, right? If you've taken so much time and effort to plan and really work out all this stuff, all these systems, like taking what a community is and really, like, globalizing it, right? Like, that's huge. It's a lot of brain capacity and resources. And so I think that a lot of us really – Attach ourselves to that identity of the 9 to 5 the relationship escalator that goes from dating to marriage to kids to retirement to you know saving up for retirement like that concept (laughs) to me is weird but (laughs) you know what I mean like we've like sunk our teeth into the societal meat that is like not serving us really at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. That's such a big one. You know, the, the illusion of control and and it's the ego, right? And, and this, I feel it reflects the, the domination of the masculine over the feminine in in energetics that that
3: absolutely
2: deep patriarchal and i'm not against men like i'm just gonna say that it's not me against the masculine it's just there has been a big imbalance an oppressing of one force over another force Mm -hmm. and a repression and that is being rectified, right? Like this illusion of control, systems, structures, planning, this is how it is, ego, like mind, exactly. <laughs> like that is all being, being dismantled. And mm. what's coming back is, is mother nature. It's the feminine, mm. it's feelings, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's breaking down these old structures so that we can create new ways of synergizing reality. And that's what we're going through. And and a lot of people are feeling it on the micro with each individual. And then it's being reflected on the macro. And, and this is not to say that I feel like the future is feminine or that women need to dominate over men. That's not what I'm saying at all. Or that feelings are better than structure. Let's remember the yin yang. It needs to be in balance. The universe and earth wants to find a homogenous and like just a, a beautiful balance. It wants to come back into harmony. homeostasis, right? Yeah. Harmony is the goal and the process. And it's not cute, right? Like there needs to be a breakdown. There needs to be a death of, an, of the old for the emergence of the new. And I really feel like that's what's happening. And for us, if we are co-creators, which I believe that we are, it's like, how can we not wait for it to happen outside of us? But how can we anchor that harmony and that peace inside of us Mm -hmm. so that we can facilitate and and project that onto our co-created reality yeah
0: let's talk about co-creation a little bit more because it's something that amanda and i haven't really discussed and it's so important Mm. so what does co-creation mean for you sam Mm.
2: so co-creation pairs with a process that i call the process of godification Recognizing
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and they're recognizing that we are like we are the center of our own universe. And through our thoughts and feelings, our behaviors and our identities and our projections, we're creating our reality. But we aren't the only one, right? There's all of source consciousness and all of these mirrors. And so we are an equal part of the of the co-creation process of this reality. And the process of godification is to remember that I am one one uh, focal point of the manifestation of all of source consciousness. And therefore, if that is true, what's my role here? And how can I own that role and and be empowered in that role, recognizing that I am in a direct, romantic, orgasmic, co-creative Experience with all of consciousness. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the feminine, she wants to co create. She wants to be in this co creation. She is that life. So it's like, I think too that there's almost been, we've talked a little bit about masculine and feminine and how the masculine is kind of like, you know, as we see, it's like going from point A to point B. It's like solution, strategy, life, death. It's like, There is like a completion. And wrapping up all of this, you know, with when it comes to co-creation, when it comes to control, it's when we're talking about this, you know, pendulum shift from being in this wounded masculine or in this masculine state that was overpowering a feminine. It's like, I think there's been a collective experiencing, a collective co-creation of how can we acknowledge our fear of death? How -hmm. can we come face to face with that? Very real human fear, and remember and remember ourselves as God consciousness that we are actually infinite. That like, it's a concept that of course our human self. It's not to say that death is not real or that you know like oh you, don't worry about it. Just like your God consciousness, it's like it's very real for people. But that like, when we forget, when we when we separate ourselves from that co-creation, that godification. We, we minimize ourselves, we disempower ourselves, we forget how, how powerful we are in creating this entire reality. So for the person who's really chewing on this concept that they're in a co-creation with God, what was kind of the tipping point for you where you had that like, oh my God, this is really, this is it. Like I am in this complete synchronous container with everyone and everything around me.
2: Mm. Yeah. When I was 25, I almost died. I, um, I was really sick. I was really, really sick for a long time. And um, and the process of me nearly losing my life, I was in bed and I thought I was dying. I called the ambulance. I called my best friend to tell her, I think I'm dying. And to give her like my last wishes, I didn't know what to do. And, and I was there waiting for the ambulance. My body was, it felt like there was lightning being shot through every single cell in my body and I could barely move. I remember like being super faint, not being able to really breathe. And I felt like I was dying. And in that moment, laying in bed, I kind of had this like wave, like about when you're about to fall asleep, you know, and you wake up like this like wave and you kind of woke up. And I heard my higher self, a God, but it sounded just like me. And this was like six years, six or seven years ago now, I guess, when I was 25. Yeah. So seven years ago, before I was spiritual, before I was really into it, like I was getting into it. But and so this was not normal for me to hear like myself speaking to myself. And it, the voice had like, Samantha, you're like, you're dying. And I was like, okay. And, and, and I remember panicking and this voice was like, from myself was like, and you wanted this, like you created this, you kept asking for it. Like, this is what you wanted. And now you're, you're being given the, the opportunity. Like, would you like to die right now? Cause you can, you can choose that what would you like to live? And I remember being confronted. so, was so real, like, and I felt it. Like, I knew I w- I could have died. My like it 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 scared me so badly. It activated me so intensely. I I fast forwarded to the, my whole life that I would miss. I would never do any of the things I knew I was on this planet to do. I would never be like in love. I would never be on stage. I would never have the community. I would never be a grandma. I would never help people like. And it, and I remember being like, no, I have to live. I I have to live. And I remember choosing that. And then it was like, okay. And like such real talk. It was like me giving myself a lecture being like, well, you need to recognize that you are creating all of this shit. Everything in your life, you're choosing it. You're creating it. You get to make radical changes in your life. Remember that you are a magical being. Remember you are a spiritual being. Remember that you are God. And it like, it hit me and. All every single cell, I had goosebumps. Like it activated me in this crazy way. The paramedics got there like five minutes later. I like went to the hospital, did this whole thing, and I ended up being okay. And then from then on, all systems in my body started to started to heal. I had lost my menstrual cycle for seven years before that. I got my menstrual cycle back the next year. My hair started to grow back. My digestion started to come on board. Like I started to feel like come back to life. Yeah. And since then, all of the magic and the synchronicities and the past life visions and just that direct connection with source consciousness, it like that was it was really an awakening for me.
0: Mm. I have goosebumps. That's amazing. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I think it's important to note that in order for that co-creation to continue and to really honor that relationship, it's all about alchemizing and alchemy which we had spoken about to begin with right yeah and to look at all that stuff and recognize hey this is me and I have the power to choose differently now
2: yeah absolutely and and, you know people people say like you hear it all the time like meditate 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 and and I would always I make that voice because I would always say like I don't want to meditate I don't care about meditation like my life is out here you know and it's like We live, we get so caught up in the outside world and the distractions and the food and the boys and the girls and the the job and the money and the travel and all of that. And it's like meditation really is important because it connects you back into that true essence, that true connection. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, you plug in your iPhone and Mm -hmm. so it gets like that, that charge. (laughs) Well, meditation helps you do that as well. And for me... So to psychedelics, and so psychedelics have been a huge part of my journey. But it's like taking that time and investing that time in remembering and reconnecting has been the practice because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to get caught up in the illusion and the distraction and the outside world. But yeah. it's like the regular practice is truly investing that time daily to come back in and to come back to who you really are.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, when do you feel most powerful? Hmm.
3: That's such a good question. When do I feel most powerful? When I'm
2: coaching, when I am teaching, when I'm speaking to, to people that are ready, like that are ready to reclaim themselves and make that transformation. And I'm just spitting fire and like (laughs) in it, just like, like in that flow and, and seeing people's eyes dilate and they're like getting it and landing it. Like that's, that's when I feel like I'm in my most power.
1: That is so beautiful. I so see that too.
2: And, and I will say, and and I also, when I'm crying, when I'm real and messy and I'm vulnerable and I'm just crying and like, this is how I feel, allowing myself to be seen in the depth of my emotion. That's also when I feel the most powerful.
1: Amazing. Yeah, I can see you speaking to Jazz's soul right now. (laughs) 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 All right. What's the one thing in the modern world that's got to go?
3: Ooh, um, ooh the, <laughs> okay, so the entire
2: structural system that has been created, the, the interconnectedness between the banking system, the education system, the food system, the justice system, like mm. the, the government, the the entire structural like yeah, system that that governs <laughs> our planet. All of that needs to be transformed because it's not just one system that's broken. It's literally all of the bones. Like if it was a house, it needs to be demolished and rebuilt.
1: Mhm. Yeah, the foundation, it's like it's like, it's like having, you know, if, if our entire body, you know, being that it's an entire system, if one cell is in incongruence with the rest, it has the potential to take out the entire system. So it's like, I love that answer. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's like the roof is leaking. The walls are molding. Like there's like big ass like termites and all of the, <laughs> the, 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 whole floor is all cracked. Like the windows are smashed. That is our reality right now yeah. in my perspective.
1: Paint Mm. ain't fixing it. So
0: (laughs) So what is the one thing that you think this world needs to call in?
1: Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah. A restructuring (laughs) through, through love. Like, like just, just some of the world's biggest game changers, some of the greatest minds and hearts coming together and being like, all right, we are re architecting reality system by system playbook by playbook at like all of the, the authorities and the powers and the resources, all of it, like just for, for the old model to become obsolete and us to stop trying to paint it and tape it up and just be like, all right, you're done. This is the way that reality is going to be run. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a very big goal. And so if, <laughs> apart from that, for us to be kind to ourselves and each other, I feel like if we can be kind and have compassion, For ourselves and and one another, that does the exact same thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So beautiful.
0: Final question for you: What is the best advice you've ever
3: received? Hmm. Hmm. The best. Hmm.
2: It's a it's a saying that I say, and it's it's you are love, and then. Apostrophe with a D. So you are love and loved. And it's simple. And yet, I feel like if people were to truly know that they are loved, that they are worthy, that they are enough, that they are good, that they are deserving, that they belong here, like that is the power that transmutes suffering, disease, illness, disconnection, alcohol abuse, rape, terrorism. Like, I really feel like love is truly the most powerful force. And we, if if each and every individual were, were able to really know that and believe it and hold that true for themselves, the entire world would be transformed.
3: Absolutely.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you two ask really good questions. You're really great facilitators of conversation.
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. We, we trust that, like... I, I truly trust that like the right information is just going to f- channel in and flow in. That's the beauty of this co-creation. And we're so, so grateful that you showed up today as yourself and just expressed from your heart. I so felt it. Our listeners are going to feel it. This world is ready to feel it and we could not be more grateful. So thank you so much, Sam.
2: Oh, I love you. And thank you. And, and the final thing I'll say now that you w- use the word trust, that has been the biggest lesson for me. What I really recognized in this last phase of my life is that I didn't trust life. I didn't trust others and I didn't trust myself. I had been so, I had been so out of integrity with, with my own beliefs that we are co-creators that I, my body didn't even trust me. Like there was no sense of trust. And coming into this space of the coronavirus and, you know, quarantine and really doing this work, it's like the mantra is I trust life. I trust myself and I trust others. And, and through that energy of like, I trust, like I feel myself being rebuilt just piece by piece.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and that's what I'd love to, to invite people to, to uh, try on, you know, to consume and digest and see how it feels in your body. Like I trust, I can trust myself. I can trust life. Everything is working to me for me through me as me and it's all going to be okay it's all all right it's all working out for our highest yeah
0: amen sister
1: (laughs) (laughs) right on that note we will conclude there and if you're looking to connect with sam you can find her information in the show notes she is absolutely incredible this was only a small slice of the beauty that is samantha lotus so I highly, highly, highly recommend that you go check her out. Um, We will, of course, be having you back on the show at some point. I just know it. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, until next time, let's just let it land. Trust yourself. Trust yourself, listeners. We will talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you.
1: If you wanna connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms.
0: We always welcome your input, so feel free to comment your questions, make guest suggestions, and let us know what you learned.
1: And it is so, so, so appreciated that you please rate, comment, and share so we can grow this Conscious Collective platform. With gratitude, Amanda and Jazz.